when we meditate, you know, we slip in between these almost gaps in life in like a transition moment, like an in-between place. And I think that for me, that's where life is really beautiful and where it's really worth living. You know, we don't live in the future and we don't live in the past in these little moments in between, like that's when it's really precious. Welcome to the Mindful Isle, the podcast where we have conversations with doers, makers and thinkers from all corners of Tasmania, talking all things slow living, ethical business, sustainability and fostering community connection. I'm your host, Daisy Baker. Welcome to season two of the Mindful Isle. I'm so excited to be back with some fresh interviews after a bit of a break. In today's episode, you'll meet Laura Tilly a meditation teacher and the creator of The Half Between, through which she shares her love of meditation teaching with others in person and online. Laura is a big advocate of slowing down, appreciating the present moment and reconnecting with yourself and others. In this conversation, we delve into how meditation has become a key tool in maintaining her mental well-being, the style of meditation she teaches and the importance of connection. Here's Laura. Welcome to the Mindful Hour, Laura. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. Great. Thanks for having me, Daisy. Super excited to be here. A couple of quick fire questions to kick us off. How would you describe Tassie living in one sentence? Um, I think it's the most special, connected and grounding place I've ever been in. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah I agree. So lovely. Mm. And What's your favorite way to integrate mindfulness into your day? Um, Well, as a meditation teacher, first and foremost, it's my daily meditation practice. And I think that the feelings of that and what it cultivates every morning and every afternoon, that brings me into a more mindful and present state in my daily life. So, you know, my favorite way is just to sit morning and afternoon, regardless of what's going on and just connect back inwards. Yeah. How long each day would you set aside for meditating? Um, So I meditate 20 minutes twice a day. So in the morning and afternoon, but you know, if I can just get 10 minutes here and there, depending on the shape of my day and maybe the disruptions or what's been happening, I'll grab whatever I can, but 40 minutes is ideal. Awesome. Well, that seems like a good spot to dive on in and rewind Mm. to your very first meditation experience. Take us back. When did you find meditation? What was that like and how's that led you to where you are today being a meditation teacher? Mm, Yeah, I love this question um, because my first meditation experience was actually horrible. I hated it. Um, I remember sitting in a really uncomfortable like wooden chair and I think my mom at the time, really beautiful, she, you know, encouraged me to do it, but kind of said to me, I was, I was struggling a lot with my mental health at the time and said, I think meditation would help. Um, and so I was kind of forced into a little bit when I didn't really kind of want to at the time. So yeah, I was sitting on this wooden chair, couldn't sit still, didn't know what I was doing. Um, and yeah, that was like my first experience. And then kind of, I had different teachers on and off. So I would meditate for a few months, then not meditate for a few months and just kind of went up and down a bit. And then a few years ago, I learned the technique that I teach today and everything just landed. I was kind of like, oh, like that's what meditation is supposed to feel like. Um, And, you know, I think when you learn with such a specific technique, you know, with a teacher and a community around you, like all those three things are just such a beautiful recipe for it changing everything. So from there, 
um, it changed. So that kind of led me to that spot where I was practicing and loving it. And I really wanted to share it, um, especially with family and friends who were also struggling. So then I trained to be a teacher um, in 2020, not really thinking that I would actually teach a lot of people outside of my little circle. Um, but, you know, with these beautiful things, you kind of just start putting yourself out there and it just really gently grows and, and you know, you teach your friend and then their friend comes. And that's just been such a beautiful experience to watch unfold. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. And it sounds like you're having a really nice impact with, you know, a growing number of people now. You, you know, hosting quite a lot of live meditation classes as well as online. So mm. awesome. And Thank so you. The, the meditation that you teach is the One Giant Mind being meditation talk us through what that actually involves and yeah how it works how it differs from other meditation styles yeah for sure so the one giant mind technique is what's known as an effortless transcending technique so effortless meaning very simple very easy and transcending meaning you know going beyond the mind so going beyond the ideas of you know who we think we are what our jobs are, our thinking mind, you know, going beyond all of that and kind of coming into what you would call your true self or, you know, inwards. So if we use a technique that's more of a focus or concentrating technique, we actually struggle to let go. So this practice is all about letting go. So, you know, we transcend using a mantra, which is a mind vehicle, and that just triggers that process and allows our body to relax. And then the mind just really gently follows into this process of transcending. So as I said, you know, the difference is that there's no force, no focus. You don't have to sit on a wooden chair like I did in my first meditation class. Um, you know, no uncomfortable positions. When my I taught my dad, as one of the first people and he came into the, into my lounge room and he had bought his yoga mat and, you know, sat, sat on the floor and I said, no, like sit on the couch. So, you know, it's really easy and effortless and comfortable. Um, there's no apps or guidance or alarm bells. So once you learn, you know, after the three, I teach in like a three session course, after you learn, you're actually a self-sufficient meditator, which is really powerful to know that you have a technique that you can just sit, you know, wherever, whenever, and lead yourself into it. Um, and, you know, it's in this style of meditation that a lot of people do find that they experience a deep state of rest and relaxation quite quickly. Again, you know, just because there's no force or focus, we're just letting go and transcending. Yeah. Wow. And how powerful too to have that tool at your disposal, I guess, to drop in whenever you feel you need to throughout the day, you know, if you're on the bus or at the park or at work even things are a bit overwhelming yeah completely completely I love the idea of just dropping in I love that actually what you said is what I use a bit you know just drop in wherever you can you know it's in that moment like you really can if it's on a park bench or I like to meditate in the back seat of a car if I'm not driving like you know it can be really anywhere yeah amazing and so you share quite openly on Instagram about your struggles with anxiety and depression in the past. How's meditation helped you, I guess, with your mental health on a personal level and how does it help people more generally? Mm. Um, it's such a great question. Almost, I almost sometimes don't have words for me personally to describe how 
life-changing um it's been but I guess reflecting on what has changed the biggest thing is probably having a happiness and fulfillment um from the inside and that kind of moving into my everyday life so now instead of being you know kind of reliant on expectations outside or the job I have or the house I have to be happy I'm just really happy with who I am inside and that's been such a such a huge change to have that well-being support as an inside job um the other thing that it's really supported and helped me with is not being so reactive to situations um I can get quite you know jumpy at certain things and you know when someone doesn't do the dishes how you want them to or something doesn't go as planned you know I used to definitely jump into a reactive state but now I have the awareness to know when my body is moving into a fight or flight state so moving into that you know stress stage and I have that responsibility there to kind of make a choice okay do I want to jump into that and follow that story or do I want to change the dial and move in a different direction um and you know I can choose fight or flight sometimes if I want to I'm not saying I'm perfect either but it's really beautiful to have that awareness and choose what experience I kind of want to unfold in my life um the other thing as well which I think is really huge just in generally and personally is just feeling my feelings you know meditation allows us to let go and when we're suffering quite often we hold it all in we don't let it out or, you know, maybe we want to let something out, but we'll wait until we've got a specific amount of time that we have to kind of, you know, whatever that is, cry, scream, feel angry. Um, but, you know, meditation allows us to feel moment to moment. So if we're feeling angry in the moment, or if we're feeling sad, we'll actually learn to just release them as they are. And, you know, it gives us time to breathe and gives us time to feel and, you know, feeling everything in the moment for what it is, I think is a really beautiful reminder of what it's like to be alive every day. You know, we have a thousand feelings a day. We don't need to bottle them all up. I think if we just feel them, that's a really beautiful way to live. Um, so yeah, there are kind of a few things that help support that well-being. Um, and, you know, I haven't seen my depression pop up in a while. I manage my anxiety now and, you know, meditation isn't a silver bullet. It's not the one thing that's going to change your life, but you know, nothing is, I think that meditation is just a huge force that kind of guides you in that direction. And then from there, other things just tend to fall into place. You know, you might realize that, oh, I want to be outside more and connect to nature more, or I want to be eating a little bit better or things like that just start to align so it's a really beautiful almost glue that like pulls everything together that's how I see it supporting well-being yeah I love that analogy that's really nice and yeah you, you've talked through a couple of reasons there but the the idea of responding rather than reacting to situations just really slowing everything down is really nice too and mm. becoming super aware of just what's going on and how you are I guess, processing situations. Completely. Cause I think we live really unconscious lives. And, you know, if you look back on a week and you can't even remember what you did because you were so busy and things were moving so fast and you were so stressed and it's, yeah, it's pulling right back. You know, it's really slowing down, really connecting back to who you are, really cutting a lot of things out of your life that maybe don't serve you as well. Um, yeah. It's a really beautiful way to kind of land in life. And another perk of meditation, which we discussed last time we were chatting, um, 
You were telling me quite a funny story about a student in a live class who asked you if there was caffeine in the, the herbal tea that you'd served because that experience this rush of energy. And he said, oh, no, yeah. actually, it's just, you know, a benefit of the meditation. Talk us through how meditation can help ease fatigue. Hmm. So when we, like the fight or flight that we were just chatting about, when we normalise flight, fight or flight, you know, we live in a state of stress, which is why we are all so fatigued and so tired. Um, but when we meditate, we access the opposite of that, which is called the relaxation response. So we're accessing um, our parasympathetic nervous system. So when we start to meditate, you know, we move out of fight or flight and we see that we have a lot more energy in our daily life. So when we're in a meditation session, we, re um, sorry, re we release stress and fatigue so quickly that when we come out, it's almost like we just have this huge burst of energy come from inside of us. And it's like, as you said, having a yeah. coffee or just having, you know, sometimes you'll have a really good power nap. And if it's right on that mark, that's not too long, but not too short, you'll come out and you'll feel amazing. That's what you get from meditation every day. It's just that going beyond the mind that gives the body such a great time to relax. Um, I think too, you know, meditation is great because often when we go to sleep that's the first time we stop and quite often our mind will be racing because it's kind of unpacking the day whereas when we meditate that's when we release that so we kind of release that stress in meditation so when we actually go to sleep we're ready to just fall straight asleep there's no kind of buffer there that you have to release stress which is again why it's great for fatigue and there's a lot of um research out there which i'd highly encourage anyone to go and have a look at but um it's been studied that this meditation technique 20 minutes of this is about two to three hours of deep sleep so which is why so many people report having such a huge energy boost after i think i probably need to get around this <laughs> <laughs> i could definitely yeah could definitely benefit from feeling an extra two to three hours of sleep just in 20 minutes that'd be amazing <laughs> Awesome. And you speak a lot about connection both to yourself and others. Like we've touched on this a little bit, but what is the importance of connection? Oh, it's, it's just everything. And even the word just makes me feel so connected, really. I mean, you know, from the people we love, like the friends we have, the produce we buy from our local friends, the babies we cuddle, you know, everything relies on connection and I think we've kind of lost that especially with the times that we're kind of living in where we are so separated but I think it's really slowly coming back and people are realizing that from this disconnection we've had how important connection actually is you know how important that hug really is we I think we took a lot of it for granted um, I just think connection is the backbone of living a really whole and fulfilled life um, the other two uh, love and belonging um, so connection love and belonging I think that there's the three things that cultivate a really happy and really sustained kind of lifestyle and again you know meditation creates all three of these without any external factors so we create all of these three things inside ourselves we feel really loved we feel like we belong and we feel that connection and then we spread that out externally into the world when we come out of meditation which is super important that's such a beautiful explanation. I really love that. And and looking inwards to find those things is so nice because, you know, you'll often hear people talking about, you know, struggling to find fulfillment, belonging and love, connection, looking to other people or other things um, 
I guess, to fill those things up. But yeah, knowing that you've got the power to, to take charge of that yourself, really powerful. Yeah, completely. The name The Half Between, mm. where did that come from and what does it mean? So it's a little bit, a little bit abstract, but you, if you ever, if anyone who's listening ever sits my course, I kind of, um, it will make a lot more sense once you learn to meditate what it, what it means. However, the half between is when we meditate, you know, we slip in between these almost gaps in life in like a transition moment, like an in-between place. And I think that for me, that's, where life is really beautiful and where it's really worth living. You know, we don't live in the future and we don't live in the past in these little moments in between, like that's when it's really precious. You know, it's when you're driving and your favorite song just comes on randomly and you didn't expect it. It's that half between moment. You might be driving to a really nice dinner with your family, but that's that moment that was really special when you wake up And, you know, maybe someone you love is next to you or you cook a really nice meal. It's just these little moments um, that really connect each other. And that's what the half between is, Um, you know, that reconnection and landing back and those in-between little places. Uh, It's also one of my favourite songs, um, has it in the title of its name. So, yeah, it's um, just a lovely three words that I thought felt really lovely sitting together amazing yeah that's such a nice story behind it too like it's yeah nice to have something more than just the title yeah completely (laughs) you're talking a bit about their you know those beautiful moments throughout the day soaking up those nice little spaces you've Mm. built a beautiful home with your partner tell us a bit about that and the concept behind it Mm, thank you um yeah this home hold such a huge space in our heart. It was a real labor of love. Um, We, you know, as a team and a couple, and we just really wanted to build a space that reflected our lifestyle. And we are both, you know, really love connecting to nature. We really love slowing down. We really love being with family and hosting people and sharing food and things like that. And we found this really beautiful block of land here in Tasmania um, and just decided to build quite a small um, house. It's, you know, it is three bedroom, but it's definitely quite small and, you know, a really beautiful open living kitchen area that has a lot of windows with views out to nature and out to the mountain and the river mouth and places like that. So it really feels like when we're at home, we are living in nature and we are connecting with that as much as we can. Um, That was something really important to us. We are both introverts and love being at home as much as possible as well. So we really wanted to make that space something special. Um, And it's all about, you know, when we moved, I think anyone who's moved will know the the struggles of kind of culling everything and trying to fit it into, you know, a few car loads and things. So it was a really beautiful process for us to both kind of relook at our lives, say, hey, what do we want to take to this new chapter with us as well? And, you know, really engaging with beautiful friends to help us build parts of the house, um, you know, different kind of artworks that are on the walls and things like that. We've really wanted to 
I guess, support as many of our friends as possible in this process. So it's almost like um, it is a community, the house, in a sense. You know, each part of our house has a really special story. You know, you can come in and look at the dining table and I can tell you the story about where that came from and things like that. And I think that that feels like home for me, having all those stories just in one special spot. Yeah. I've not been to your house, but from the photos that I've seen, it just looks like such a warm, welcoming, lovely place to be. And I think that really shines through that, you know, you're talking about all the things that are there for a reason. It's not just like you've got stuff, Hmm. you know, there are things that really mean something to you. And as you said, all have a story. So it's, yeah, it looks like a really beautiful space to live your life. Thank you. And, you know, one of the beautiful unexpected benefits of the house is that I have been teaching some meditation courses here and I didn't didn't ever kind of imagine that happening how it has but it's so lovely to be able to share this space especially when guiding people into meditation for the first time such a lovely as you say it's like a welcoming kind of home space to be able to do that with and you know yeah just sharing that and you know we've got a really got all our books in the lounge room and I love you know after meditation classes like lending books out to students and you know then starting little book clubs it's really lovely how all of those kind of just stem on to different things yeah how nice outside of your meditation teaching you've been supporting a friend who's recently had a baby Mm. as a doula um Mm. how's that experience been and is that something that you would like to do more of in the future thank you yeah it's been an amazing experience and it's so interesting how life just kind of flows and I was teaching a lot of beautiful mothers how to meditate especially um, you know when they're about 30 weeks or so and then supporting them after birth has just been like the next kind of step Um, so yeah I recently finished my studies as a postpartum doula and I've supported a beautiful friend recently and I'm supporting a few other women in my local community here um, in a couple of weeks and it's just such a gift to do this work you know the fourth trimester in most cultures is seen as you know this sacred special like slowing down time and this transition to mother is incredibly transformative it's like learning to meditate they're just these moments that change your life forever and you know with that new life and that new baby comes huge new experiences so to be able to support that through you know love and community and connection is incredibly important I feel really lucky to be able to do that um so yeah I would love to do more of it it's definitely something that I've been working on and you know we've actually um I've got a really beautiful friend Lily who's a postpartum nutrition consultant and we've just joined forces and we're actually going to be launching here down in Hobart a little postpartum food support service um So, you know, we'll provide really nourishing meals created using, you know, organic foods and foods that are as close to nature as possible um, to support new mothers. So, you know, they're nutritionally formulated, filled with like flavor, packed with micronutrients, you know, they support heaps of local growers and our friends and producers. So they're designed to, I guess, restore, repair, replenish that energy during that transformational time you know just to have that support through food we think is one of the most important things um, you can have as a new mother so yeah there's lots of little things growing in this space (laughs) 
So beautiful. And it sounds like that really joins the dots for you. You know, you get to connect with all these different communities that you're building up. Mm. How lovely. And also giving back at the same time is amazing. Yeah, completely, completely. It's such, um, such fulfilling work. And we'll definitely, we're looking at kind of ways to give back to the community because we completely understand that a lot of people, you know, food isn't the first thing they're thinking of. They might be thinking about something else. So we're kind of looking in and, and chatting with a few local communities about, about what is best. And I guess, you know, the question is that I ask myself with what I'm doing with meditation, but with this too, is, you know, how can I be of service and how can I help, you know, what does the world need during this time? Um, and what can I do with my skills to make that happen and support and help? Yeah. I think there's some really nice questions for us to all think mm-hmm. about, you know, on a, on a daily basis, if we can, to be mm-hmm. thinking, you know, what, what can I be doing for other people and how can I be making the world and the community a better place? Completely. A nice way to approach life. Yeah. <laughs> a final question to wrap us up today, Laura, where would you like to see Tasmania in five years time? I think almost what you were just kind of reflecting on just there it's that really localized community support um I see that especially where I live I live in a little community outside of Hobart and within our community you know we have the community garden we've got yeah as I said lots of mothers having babies and we can support them and you know people doing cold swims in the morning at the beach and you've got the surf club and the local pub and everything's like very connected that almost runs itself So I'd really love to see Tassie in five years time, just growing that, you know, how can we as a local community support each other and kind of have that full circle approach? Like, do we have everything in the community that we need? If not, can we train someone or how, again, how can we help? How can we be of service and support so that then we really feel really connected and we're not relying on anything external again. It's just that, how can we come together as one and support each other with whatever we're moving through because I think you know we've had such a turbulent two years in the world and I definitely don't think that's this is the end of it at all Steph I think it's going to become more heightened whether that's various things to do with climate change um, which would be huge so again how do we keep coming back to that community and supporting and there's some really beautiful you know, operations at our own community house down here with the veggie patch and different, you know, climate action groups and things like that. So really connecting and finding that purpose and spreading that out. Yeah, I think that'll be really important to see in five years time. Lovely. And just before we wrap up, you've been doing some lovely guided meditations teaming up with Zorali. Do you want to just quickly run us through what that involves and how people can access them? Yeah, for sure. So um, this is a really lovely way to get an intro into meditation, um, maybe before you sit the course, if you'd like to sit it. So Zorali are a really great outdoor brand. So I've been working with them to create meditations that connect you back to nature, especially for anyone listening who's in lockdown at the moment. I've gone and filmed some sounds of some of my favorite places in Tassie, so some nature sounds, and then I do a little guided meditation over the top. So if you just head to the Zorali um, Instagram, we can probably link it in the notes, and on their IGTV, you'll find the meditation. So they're only five minutes. They're really short, really accessible, just to kind of plug in and, you know, either do in the morning, or you could even just listen to just before you fall asleep. So 
yeah, a really lovely short kind of burst to connect if you haven't meditated before. Yeah, and I will. I'll definitely pop a link in the show notes. I, I have done one of them myself and it was so lovely, just a really nice little nature immersion in my day. Mm. Felt like I'd been to the gorge or something, you know, it was so yeah. lovely. I so love definitely recommend that. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Laura. I really appreciate having a chat with you. Thanks, Daisy. It's so lovely. And I, I've just loved listening to your podcast and listening to everyone else in Tassie and what they're up to. I think we have such a beautiful community already and such amazing potential as to where Tassie is kind of heading. You know, I mean, everyone wants to be here. So we're in the right space to create amazing things. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Mindful Isle. Laura was a delight to interview and I hope you leave this episode with a little springy step and full of joy as I did. I'll pop a link in the show notes to the guided meditations with Zorali that she mentioned and also to her website if you'd like to check out more about what she does or her course offerings. A little announcement before we wrap up. During the break, the Mindful Isle was fortunate enough to be listed as a finalist in the Frankie Goodstuff Awards, which was so exciting and really wrapped to be up there in some wonderful company from all around Australia and New Zealand. So thank you so much for those listeners who voted and for everyone who supported and listened to the Mindful Isles so far. So appreciate your support. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Mindful Isle, please share it with a friend and follow us on Spotify or hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I'll be back in your ears next Wednesday with another episode about conscious living in Tasmania.